Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. My name is Daniel Conn. I'm delighted to be joined by record sports Michael Gannon and Gordon Parks. Guys, how are you? Very well, thank you. Um, yeah. Nice to be with you guys, as always. You've not been in the pod in a while, Gordon. It's good to, it's good to have you back. I've been doing the rugby, so I've got a decent excuse. He served his band, but he's back. I don't... I think the best place to start, guys, uh, Mike, we talked in the podcast last week about how the upcoming trip to Tynecastle was Celtic's, or potentially their biggest hurdle between them and a, a domestic treble for Ange Postacoglu. It was pretty straightforward then, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's a big hurdle. They, they, they just stepped over it kind of um, contemptuously. It was, um, it was meant to be a tricky tie, a, a huge obstacle, and, and certainly made it look very, very easy. They were, I mean, I, I thought it was an outstanding performance, I've got to be honest, right from the start. I mean, they could have been two ahead in the first minute uh, at 10 So any kind of suggestion that, that the Hearts were going to use the crowd and, and start and get stuck among Celtic was completely put to bed in the first couple of minutes. The early goal completely took the legs away from Hearts and I just thought it was a really dominating, impressive performance. I thought Celtic were really at it. Um, second half, obviously, things can have been a bit quieter, but Hearts never really never really threatened to even make a game of it, really. It looked like there was much in terms of um, goal-mouse threat to Celtic and then they get the goal again later on. It's just a comprehensive, impressive display, wasn't it? A real, a real flex of power where they are just now. Mm-hmm. I was uh, in Edinburgh. Um, on the Friday before the game and I asked Robbie Nielsen the time is now you need to go I mean he said at the start of the season that the definition of achievement progress at Hearts is going to beat Celtic beating Rangers not just beating them but regularly and I said to him the time is now you have to take a scalp you have to go and actually deliver on it and they're so far short it's just clear even without Shanklin playing which is a loss they're just short I think football's all about levels and Celtic operate just clearly at a far higher level Mm-hmm. It's, one of, it's one of those games, wasn't it, that, that sometimes we have these games in Scotland when it almost it sets an agenda for a week and it almost kind of stop, has everyone pausing for reflection on the, the general state of our game. Uh, I think when you play the, the first, the, the best team in Scotland against the third best team in Scotland, it should be a, a contest. I mean, it's a non-contest. There's a lot of kind of navel gazing and kind of um, introspection and all that stuff and analysis about where, what does that say about the state of our game. People talking about the points gap and, and all that stuff. Um, and I think I can get all that stuff right, but that doesn't change from 90 minutes on Saturday. It was a really good to play with Celtic, a pretty poor one by Hearts. And that's what happens uh, in that environment. And listen, we can do the whole kind of, as we do, as Scottish football always do really well, the kind of, self-flagellation and self-analysis and pouring over the, the, the bigger pictures and all that stuff. But in the in the, in the the short term, it was, a, it was a resounding win by a good team. But Mick, that, you say that, 
but at some point, teams like Hearts and Hibs and others, Aberdeen, have to start making a fist of it. Otherwise, we're going to keep having these kind of conversations. It cannot be that they continually fall as short as they actually do. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you're talking about a Hibs team that I got to Celtic uh, on Saturday and haven't beaten them at Celtic Park for 13 years. I mean, it's incredibly bad. Listen, it is, but yeah, we also have to be realistic. I mean, I mean, I would do early season with this conversation with David Martindale brought up about this financial gulf between his side and Celtic. And I, I, I did that game that week, and there was a move in the second half against Livingston that night. It started at uh, left back, three million pound left back. It scored it to a four million pound centre half. We passed it to a six million pound centre half. We put it to the right hand side to a three million pound right right back. We then knocked it forward to a six million pound winger who crossed it for a six point a five point four million, whatever it is, four point five million striker who just missed the chance. A twenty-six million pound move. So what did we say then? Just give up the ghost and just accept. Well, you've got to make it harder. I still I still think Hearts could have made things harder and made it a different kind of game. But unfortunately, if if Celtic are at their best, nobody's going to match that. On any given day, if Celtic turn up, it's not no one's going to touch them in Scotland. See that blunt truth that you say there? It's absolutely everything in the argument. If Celtic play well, they win the game. Yeah. And that's healthy, right? So we've got a lot of issues with that. But what I'm saying is, these guys are these guys are not earning their pittance at hearts. I mean, these are professional players of pedigree. Make a fist of it. Go and show more. I, I, take, I take that point. I take that point. I think hearts should have, shouldn't have tried to play Celtic their own game, right? I think it made it a little easy for Celtic the way they played. I think you've got to find another way to play against better teams. And Hearts didn't find that. And listen, they have at certain points over the years, excuse me, um, and they have managed to achieve results here and there. Um, but it is a bit, I get I get the fact that it's a bit, a little bit disparate and the third best team in this country by a good stretch. They're getting the, the, the legs whipped from them in such such kind of comprehensive fashion. But um, I how, do, how that gets addressed in the bigger picture, I don't know. That's a major question, isn't it? We've been trying to answer that question for 40 years. Let me answer a question for you. Hearts had the opportunity in the summer to go and get, recruit a bit of quality, spend the money, bring in absolute... Well, they brought in Shankland, but there's better there. There's better there prepared to spend the well, money. Shankland's been great, but they're getting what, what they pay for, really. But oh, they've not... You've got to go on the way to match Celtic ends to pay, to go and pay the money to recruit. It's not a good signing. Terrific signing, but he's missed him, missed him at the weekend, didn't he? Yeah. So there's mitigating factors. I get that, yeah. but I'm talking about a kind of generalisation of the squad. We're yeah. talking about one one squad that's been fantastically consistent. We've got technicians all over the pitch, and we've got Hearts who don't. See, just on the game itself, guys. Brilliant save by Joe Hart. Mac, I know you love to give goalkeepers a, a wee shout out, but that that you know, I think it was one nil at the time. Yeah, um, brilliant save. Yeah, he'd be he'd be glad as well. He's not, I've not seen him make a save for about three weeks, so I'm quite <laughs> glad to have, have earned his his door. Uh, it was a great save, and to get up as well. There's nice. um, no mean feat to get back up and push it around for the, the second attempt as well. Wait a minute, I'm a man of your goalkeeping caliber, man. I like. I made the first save, partly, but the second Don't one, I get back up to make the second one. If that goes in. The goalkeepers are getting getting blamed for the error. It's straight arm. No, there you go. Up and turns it away really well, right? That's one of the hardest saves. Nah, Mick. Mick, you know better. You made better saves up the steps pitch. Listen, Patsy, you're a man. Your entire football career never scored by head. Actually, didn't want to mess your head up. 
True. <laughs> and, and Gordon Kyogo's goal, absolutely brilliant, genius. No, well, yeah, that's what you're getting. You're getting players who operate at a, a level which is just to be admired, enjoyed. How long Celtic will keep him for is another matter, but he's capable of doing things that other players can't, and that's really it's great to have them here. But what you get on the other side of the coin is a lack of competition because. These are game-changing moments, game-changing players. They've got that technique and talent to be the difference. And there's very few of them about. See, just on, um, kind of on the game itself, but Aaron Moy, I feel like I'm going to throw in a grenade here, but we'll see. Is he the best midfielder in Scotland at the moment? Can I answer that? Go ahead. No, he's not. Rio Hitati is the best player in the country. And how he can't make the Japanese international squad is really staggering to me. I think the big clubs in England, out of the whole batch of Celtic players, Hitachi is the one they're looking at. And I think for good reason. Dynamic. He's got talent. He's got touch. He's managed to get his engine working now. He has the link man. He's got a driving force on him. And he scores goals. Is exactly what English clubs are looking for. How do you see it, Mike? I can't disagree with parts of there, to be honest with you. I think Moy's done terrific. Um, but Hattati seems to be the all-round package. Um, and he's so integral to the way Celtic play. I actually get back to the, the, the cup final a few weeks ago. And um, Hattati was, was, was so important in the way Celtic worked out how to unlock Rangers. I mean, he's, he's terrific. Take the ball into tight areas. And Mickey will make a nice short pass to get rid of it. And it, but he takes two or three guys out of the game. He's got brilliant feet, he's strong, he's built like a tank. I mean, if, he's, if you see him up close, the legs like tree trunks. Um, strong, quick, great feet. Can turn a player, I mean, turn the ball so quickly. I think he is so key to be Celtic play. That, that actual cup final, he was taking the ball in tight, creating space for others. And if you look at it, that's how the, the, the opening goal came about. It was, a, it was a goal 40 minutes in the making. It was, a, it was an outstanding goal as well. He's right in the heart of it. Uh, again at the weekend, terrific. I thought Moy was. I thought Moy was really impressive. Again, he's been great. But um, like I've talked about this before. It's a kind of surprise package. We didn't really know how much of a a party he play this season. Not we didn't expect him to play this much football. That's for sure. But he's made himself a, a key man. Um, took his goal really well on uh, on Saturday. The goal actually talked about Kyogo. The first goal was actually sums up Kyogo as well because um, I think Kyogo had scored. I think he's now scored five and five at five at five against Hearts, five at six games, but five in a row, maybe yeah. six in a row, five in a row, maybe. Um, but the previous four, a lot of them were quite similar goals, running across the front post, dragging defenders. If you watch him for the first goal, he hangs back, hangs back, and drives into the, the near post and it takes the whole back division with him. And it leaves Moy with space to cut back, put it back in the net. So the goal wasn't just Moy's great bounce, it's Kyogo's movement. Even when he's not involved in the play, he's absolutely dragged the whole defence with him. Um, and then he does it again so they're spooked the next time round they don't know if they go with him or stay with him caught in two minds because of the last time and what happens he cuts across the defender back heel back of the net 2-0 so his movement is, is completely I mean Hearts must be sick of the sight of him because um, he's done that so many times against them um, but they're not alone that's for sure but and get back to what you're saying about Hattati is he the best player in the country and I, I would say yes most complete football player in the country at the moment I think yeah and Gordon you mentioned the Japan squad you can't even get it him and Kyogo left out. It's amazing I'm going to say this, but Maeda is like the least impressive out of the Japanese batch. We're talking about Kyogo and Hitachi. 
But it shows you what industry gets you if you're prepared to go and work hard and he played into a system with the Japanese, but he's, uh, he's, he's running the channels, his buzz bomb, his energy. But how Atati, and the Japanese international boss, he said because of the quality of the Scottish league has to be factored into it, and clearly that's a problem. And that's Achilles' heel when you come here. You are playing in a league that's not respected the way it is and across the continent. It's just a fact. And... Yogo and Hitachi, they must Japan must have some fantastic players because they're as good as, as good as you get. Well, listen, the league didn't hold back um Juranovic playing the World Cup semi final last year. You know what I mean? So it's complete nonsense. That's a nonsense. It, I mean, it's not holding back well, it's not holding back Meda. Meda scored in the World Cup and he's in the squad. So it's not holding him back, but it's holding Nature back. But you know what I know, right? If when you when you're assessing the Scottish game and the Scottish League, the Premier League, you, yeah, but I'm not talking about he's not talking about picking up picking players who are playing not disrespecting to the bottom half of the, the Premier League, not picking guys from Kilmarnock, Moss County, Mallow, and all that He's picking a guy from who played with Celtic, guys played Champions League football, guys that have played against Rangers who were in the European final ten months ago. So I play every week for a six thousand people, the pressure that they win every week. So I'm not having that. All right. Celtic playing that, all right. By the way, and even even if we're saying that Scottish football apparently is rubbish, right? We're still a ninth-rated league in Europe, which is, a, a, by the way, above Switzerland, one behind Belgium, who have got teams players in this this squad as well. So that the the, the, the Scottish football levels thing is completely disingenuous. I think I'm not trying to denigrate the Scottish game, but let's be honest. Hearts players go and test themselves against Celtic Rangers, right? That's their yard, so they go and prove that they're able to match that. Livingston players won't try and match themselves against Hearts players. That's the way it works. Now, Celtic and Rangers are far and away the two best teams. But, Mick, the quality at Rangers isn't, isn't there. Celtic yeah, are the best. But and Champions League team last this season. And Hattati is the best player in the park against them. So you can't tell me his, his levels aren't, aren't because he's playing his buddies every week. It's not the case. But there's perception involved here. Yeah, he, played the, he played in the Champions League and he played. He was outstanding against Real Madrid for an hour. Um, he probably the pass of the group stages at one point. Made, he, he, he unbelievable volleyed switch of play. It was probably one of the best passes you'll see in this year's, year's competition. So I'm not really having that, that excuse. And you can't go picking guys from Belgium and Switzerland and all that stuff. And the J League, which isn't, isn't that great, by the way. Uh, and then saying, oh, it's levels in Scotland. No, I'm not having that. It's ninth best league in Europe. He's playing one of the bigger teams in Europe. So that's Sunday night, I love nothing better than go to BT Sport, French games, German games, Italian games. I'm sorry, Mick. Are you watching the Swiss games? Mediocre. You watching, are you watching, mediocre. The, Swiss, are you watching the Swiss games? Are you watching Belgian games? Well, I watch Austrian games, and I think again, we're, we're yeah. this is behind that. Oh, talk about generalization here. Generally, the standards not particularly good. Watch the football dot cotton. Here's peace. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, clearly, he's got good players. Listen, um, Oriatsu's got some good, so he's some great players. Look through his squad. I mean, jam packed full of quality, by the way. Middle of the park, especially. Got a lot of good players. Um, guys that are playing in, in, in Germany and Spain and all that stuff, and uh, France. Some good, really good players. So he's got a, a lot of competition to try and beat, but it, it kind of mystifies us that they can't get into that team. Um, I know Kyogo's been around and he's not, not, not had a great time. The Japan side, I think he's tend to play kind of wider, excuse me, a wider role with them. I, mean, I don't think that's his, his strength, his strength's on the shoulder. Um, but it's kind of mystifying. But I think that's the reaction in Japan as well. I think a lot of people out there are watching him um, and thinking, How, How's this guy not getting involved with the national team? And I think the coach, from what you can gather from out there, is he, he does perplex people with his selections. 
on a kind of regular basis. He was under a bit of pressure at the World Cup. Um, I think he just about got away with it in the World Cup in terms of um, keeping his job. And but I think there's there's continual questions about his selections, uh, and that will continue because if he keeps ignoring these two, there will be questions. We have a piece on record uh, online today, just looking at the players that have kept Kyogo, excuse me, and Hatati out. As you say, Mac, brilliant midfielders, but the strikers, one in particular, Takuma Asano, plays for Bochum, and he's got two goals in 22. Yeah. <coughs> excuse me, two goals in 22 this season. Yeah, Bochum in the, the, the bottom half. I think, I think I don't. I could tell you top of the top of my head. But the bottom, the bottom, near the bottom of the Bundesliga, out the bottom half anyway. The Bundesliga. Okay. Um, so that, I mean, all right, you can say he's playing in Germany, but he's not scoring goals in Germany. I mean, it's like, it's like that's, that's that's not it's all relative, isn't it? Oh, I guess you're playing as a, as a higher standard, obviously, in the Bundesliga. But uh, the advice doesn't really fancy him at this point in time. Um, but listen, it always seems to be excuses. I mean, the squad last year they said I'm only picking. Japanese-based players and all that stuff. Right, that's fine. Um, this one's a mixture of everything because it's the Kevin Cup, the the the, the very prestigious Kevin Cup, Scotland <laughs> former champions, obviously. Um, so it's a big it's a big deal this this competition. Um, it just does seem a bit strange. Listen, it's probably if you're Ange Postecoglou, you're probably quite happy. Um, you get two of your big man, big main men to get a few weeks off, a week off, and rest up. Um, and it might just give them a wee, a wee nudge to, to kind of um, kick on again, especially in Europe next year and try and prove this guy wrong. Um, the worry is that they get fed up banging the door and look to go elsewhere. What, what I would say to that is Celtic as a club and Ange are probably desperate for Kyogo and Hitachi to get involved in the Japanese team because this is a club that routinely will look to sell for top, top dollar. And if you don't get international recognition, you've got a problem. So the valuation goes up. They'll be keen to get all their players established as international players because it's all about the value. And the value will become relevant in the summer. So it's catch-22 then, so not not picked up the national team, the value doesn't, doesn't go up, therefore they don't get sold. But they need to get sold to get the national team. <laughs> <laughs> so um, their best just can dust all down and, and doing the business in Europe. Well, that's, a that's a paradox, isn't it? Paradox is. That's, see what you get here. Existentialism and everything. <laughs> uh, and of course, now... Excuse me. Of course, now in the semi-finals, Rangers back at Hamden. Another showdown. Is it better in the semi than the final? Do you think? Or no, no, no. You want the showpiece to be the. You want the Scottish Cup final to be in the season. Showpiece to be the two best teams in the country, don't you? Um. So I, I mean, no disrespect to Falkirk um, nonetheless. Um. But I think I think yeah, you would you'd like to see that as a final game of the season. Round off a kind of epic. I mean, if it, especially if there's a treble on the on the line, kind of that game, um, it would just be it'd be a phenomenal um occasion. Um, it's still good. The same final is still is still pretty pretty decent. I mean, that's I may be wrong, but I think is it the fifth time in a row they've been they've been paired in the same finals when they've both been in the same finals. I think that's I think that's what I read somewhere. Could be right, actually. They do, do seem to bump into each other in the same finals of the Scottish Cup quite often. Um, yeah. there's an element of people that believe that getting this game out the way. Rather than having the showpiece in May and all the desecration and damage and antisocial behaviour that goes you, with it, that's think, a point. Do you, you think heated balls are used to stop the, an old firm final rather than to get one? You can discuss your heated balls all you want, right? But I'm just saying, you're, you're, there's, an, there's a definitely a kind of 
Are you suggesting there's a conspiracy here, Parsley? <laughs> Put it this way. Certainly, if they met together in the final in May, you've got you've got extra other baggages that you need to be yeah. kind of yeah. from heated balls in the slates with this one. <laughs> uh, there's a final last last few weeks ago. No, from final a couple weeks ago. There wasn't. Yeah, there what happened there, mate? What happened there? Scale, um, disruption to, to Scottish life. Um, well, no more than usual. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. You really touched a lot to organise a conspiracy, anyway. Um, so, but it's a sh I, I think I think a final would be doing, doing better. But it's intriguing, Celtic, that's for sure. Um, major pressure, major pressure on, I think, on Rangers more than Celtic. I don't know what we can say about it really that hasn't been said already. I mean, Celtic will be favourites. Is that fair? Big favourites. Celtic, Celtic, as Mick said at the very start, if Celtic play. Celtic win. They just operate at a different level. They just get quality throughout. The Rangers do not don't have. I don't particularly think Rangers are a good side, but they're better than the, than the rest. And if things meet in, in the middle by Celtic having an off game, Rangers excelling, and people like Ryan Kent turning on Morelos being a bully, certain things falling out of place for them, that's where you've got a game then. But if Celtic turn up and play, they win. I don't I don't think, listen, it's not, it's certainly not a formality in any such imagination. I, 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 don't, I don't fall into this narrative. If one team is doing well, the other team is utterly hopeless. Um, you tend to be one one branded the Harlem Globetrotters, the next one's Josie Giants. I mean, it's not quite the same. I mean, Rangers have won a lot of games. I mean, Rangers would be top of the league this year with the points total they've got in most seasons. Just mm -hmm. that Celtic have been that level above. Uh, but, saying if they turn up, you know, massive you know, Sorry to butt in, but see when you look at the losing runs that Hearts were on, Hibs were on, Aberdeen have been on, shows you how poor our league is. That the yeah, is dominant as well. I take that point, but you can only beat. What's in, what's in front of you and all that stuff, and Rangers haven't won a lot of games. And, that's, and even, the, even the final, it wasn't, I mean, Celtic, I thought Celtic were really dominant in the final, and I thought they controlled the game for most most parts. Um, but it still wasn't it wasn't a complete cakewalk. I mean, it wasn't that comfortable. Um, so it's definitely definitely a live issue, and, and it's it's an interesting one, because obviously it's going to build this kind of a chance to kind of, I mean, it's still a treble and all that stuff. I think it's a bit to do still on that, but that looks, looks as though the league's done, done, done and dusted. But it could be that one result feeds into the next one, and the next because you've got three three derbies in what five weeks probably. Um, so the league game at Parkhead first, I think, is a big one because if Celtic go and win that one and win it well, that could that could cause a bit of damage in terms of um, confidence and morale across the city. Take that at the semi final, and then that could lead into the next one, and it's all of a sudden it's it's part time one place. But then flip it. Rangers get a result of Parkhead, can, by all means, could go and do it again at Hamden. Then all of a sudden, we even talk about league being still, still in, the, in the fight. So it's it's going to be interesting. That first game in, in Southern Park, I think, is it's going to be crucial. Because um, it's going to be, I mean, we've got about six, six derbies this season, so they're going to be sick of the sight of each other, but it's definitely exciting for the rest of us. And if you're Rangers or any opponent facing Celtic, it's so hard because... I know, am I going to have to come over to see you and give you the hyphen maneuver? <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm going to cough. It's really hard because... How do you mark, how do you fix marking someone's movement? Like, Kyogo, you just can't do it? No, you can't. Um, <laughs> you, you can't. They're just... Uh, again, Mick alluded to the fact that there's other ways to win football games. And teams will have to find a way to do that against Celtic. Now, if you've got... Terrific movement. You've got a class above 
what do you what do you do? It's why we've got the formality issue that we have, which is better better players. I hate to go on about it again, but these guys are tradesmen they operate at a different level and that's why they're great. Mm -hmm. There is ways to, there is ways to try to make life hope for Celtic. The teams that I mean St Burn fun enough managed it in most of the games against Celtic actually they managed it. That's true. Uh, albeit in the last three it went five four four or something like four five five or something like that. Uh, eventually. But um the key is always is, is stopping Cal McGregor. It's, it's absolutely. I mean, I, 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 he just said and done. I think for teams, but uh, I mean the Rangers at Hamden. I can't believe they didn't have a, didn't seem to have a plan for Cal McGregor. And I thought that was the most perplexing thing for me. I mean, I think it was it was Tillman in that kind of area, and it's that was a non-contest. It's not Tillman's kind of game, but um, stopping Cal McGregor because he's the one that, that feeds the wee balls into Hitati and he takes spaces with three men on his back. He's the one who puts the ball out wide to a Johnson or a Taylor and all that stuff. It creates the space and overloads and all these things. Um, so that's the, that's the key to, to making life hot for Celtic. Um, but nobody seems to have kind of managed it yet. And that may be because Callum is such a good player that he can adapt his game to kind of cope with that kind of stuff. Um, or it means that, that because you're sacrificing a, a, your own team member in an advanced area, it means that you can't really hurt teams not Celtic in, in the advanced area because of that. I don't know. There's but almost too many. Like it's a, it's a conundrum. You mark one, Mark McGregor, then Hatati yeah. will pick your part, or well, yeah, or Moyne, yeah. Or... McGregor tends to be the one that's feeding it. Yeah. He's the one that takes the pace. Um, I think he's having, having an outstanding season, McGregor actually. Yeah. Um, and it's sometimes, listen, he's getting plenty of plaudits. I mean, this in today's Steve Clark talked about and all that stuff. He's getting plenty of people notice it, but he sometimes does the un unglamorous stuff in a game, like at Hamden. And he was absolutely just out, out, outstanding in how he ran that game. Next up is Hibs at home for Celtic this Saturday. I mean, last time they visited Celtic Park, I think it was 6 1. You couldn't really see anything other than another three points for Celtic. No, you can't. You can't, Daniel. It's just uh, uh, difficult for a team like Hibs, Johnson. If, are you okay? I'm all right. I'm fine. I'll get <laughs> Daniel uh, Lee Johnson will be working today. He'll be putting a plan together. He'll be talking his players through how to go and get a result. He'll believe because he's that kind of guy. He's got an optimistic out outlook. He believes in his team. But statistics will tell you that it's going to have to be a blue moon. It's a hangover Celtic Park. Thirteen years now since they've beaten them. Celtic. It's a uh, it's an atrocious statistic. Atrocious. Uh, and I, I don't think I think it will be intact at quarter to five on Saturday. Uh, I, I think I mean six one game. I think Hibs in a better shape than they were back then. Um, I mean, I know they lost to Rangers last time out quite quite um, quite brutally, but they, they were in better shape. I think they'd, I think they'd gone five without defeat, four wins in about four what, five wins before that. So in decent enough form. And I, I like I like Lee Johnson. I think he'll he'll, he'll try something. He'll see this as a bit of a free punch. And he'll he'll try something funky. I think he'll try to kind of disrupt the game. He'll try something to make make Celtic think about it. So I don't I don't think it might not be quite as, as straightforward as, as Park was suggesting. But Lee Johnson spoke after the six one game. I remember I was there and he spoke about how he would love as a player to have played against your Hitatis and your Kyogos and yeah. learn from them and understand why, what makes them so good, what makes them better than me. What a great learning curve. You got to put at some point. You got to show a learning, and you got to realise what. How do I change this inevitability? Because we're yeah. talking about 
It's a win for, for Celtic. How do you do that? He didn't he back then, but he didn't. He didn't have a kind of any kind of digging the middle of the middle apart back then. He's had a few since then. I mean, I like uh, Jimmy Jimmy Jago. You call him uh, middle apart. I like him. Um, there's a bit more bite in there that they can they can do things slightly differently. So I think they'll make life a wee bit awkward. Um, it's just hard to see past Celtic firepower, isn't it? Really, especially at Celtic Park. Um, but I think it. I think it'll be interesting. I think Lee Johnson will have some of his sleeve to make it make it a bit kind of funky. I think he will try something at least to get Celtic thinking. Um, but as, as we've seen this season, they can tend to get up the answers in these situations. But we'll see. Guys, I think that brings to the end of today's podcast. Much to my voice's relief, uh, I should say for everyone listening, apologies for that. Gordon, Michael, it's always a pleasure. We've got a band with the Japanese manager. I think that's us. We can we can we can scrub that off. Go and cover them. My current cup credentials have been removed. I think after that part, I reckon we can cancel that trip. Right, sayonara. Thanks very much for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week. Cheers.